so we are doing uh, Srimad Bhagavatam chapter 77 from Canto 10 part 4 uh, yesterday we had done a story about Pradyumna and how he was hit by the demon Sala and because of which his his Rathi his, uh, his you know charioteer is taking him back seeing that Pradyumna gets very angry with him, upset with him, saying that how can you do like this, so you have to bring me back. So now we are going coming to chapter 77 which talks about how Lord Krishna slays the demon Salva. So his father is going to come into the picture. So what happens after that? So Sukhdev Goswami said, after refreshing himself with water, putting on his armor and picking up his bow, Lord Pradyumna told his driver, take me back to where the hero Dhyuman is standing. Dhyuman is the commander-in-chief of the Salva. In Pradyumna's absence, Dhyuman had been devastating his army. And now Pradyumna counter-attacked Dhyuman and smiling pierced him with eight Narka arrows. With four of these arrows, he struck Dhyuman's four horses. With one arrow, his driver and two more arrows, his bow and chariot flag, and with the last arrow, Dhyuman's head. So, Dhyuman is being hit very badly by Pradyumna with his different arrows that he has shot from his weapon, and he is getting hit. Gada, Satyaki, Samba and other began killing Salva's army, and thus all the soldiers inside the airship began failing in the ocean, falling in the ocean, their necks severed. Now, remember, there was one very big craft, you know, aircraft sort of a thing given to the demon by Shivji. So now, on that particular craft, there were a lot of these other demons on that. So naturally, the army of Pradyumna is taking aims at these demons and they are fighting it. Doesn't it tell you about the same sequence where the Star Wars, the team, hmm, on one side with their aircrafts and those other people with their aircrafts rushing towards each other and fighting with each other. Each commander-in-chief, I mean each commander of a particular group is fighting with one particular person. So it's happening like that. And remember, this is an, is an aerial aircraft. It's a very huge one. So, you can just visualize what is happening at that point in time over there. Now, at that given moment in time, all these associates of Pradyumna are taking individual army heads and they are firing at them. As the Yadus and the Salva followers thus went on at attacking one another, the tumultuous fearsome battle continued for 27 days and nights. So it's a battle which goes on raging for many many days. Invited by Yudhishthir, the son of Dharma, King Lord Krishna had gone to Indraprasth. This is the time, if you recollect, this is the time when Krishna had gone for the ceremony in Indraprasth, the last three chapters that we did. So, Krishna was not there at that point in time. Now that the Rajasuya sacrifice has been completed and Shishupal killed, 
the Lord began to see inauspicious omens. So he took leave of the Kuru elders and the great sages and also of Pritha and her sons and returned to Dwarka. So Krishna is coming back to his native. So once he is coming back over there, what does he see? He sees some omens. Now, you know in our world also, we, have, we see omens. We see a black cat. And the black cat is crossing our path. And we say, oh, that's a bad omen. Hmm? Somebody, when you are walking out of the house, somebody is sneezing. Oh, I got to sit for two minutes at least. <laughs> so we have these omens which you can actually, these are potents. You know, we can actually visualize them and think. In our world, we also do the same. So Krishna is seeing these kind of omens all over the place. So he knows that something is wrong in his varka. So he has to get back over there ASAP. The Lord said to himself, Because I have come here with my respected elder brother, King Parshal, King's Parshal of Shishupal may well be attacking my capital city. So Krishna thinks, yes, of course, at that point in time, naturally somebody will take advantage of the situation and will want to hit my city. Sukhdev Goswami continued, After he arrived at Dwarka and saw how his people were threatened with destruction, and also saw Salva and his Saubha airship, Lord Keshava arranged for the city's defence and then addressed Daruka as follows. So, he is, the moment he comes back, he takes charge of the situation. And how does he take charge of the situation? By bringing together all his army men, all his kinsmen and he is saying, okay, now let us do this, let us do this. And he is pointing out the various tasks that need to be done. So, he calls his own horsemen, Daruka. Lord Krishna said, O driver, quickly take my chariot near Salva. The Lord of Sauba is a powerful magician. Don't let him bewilder you. So, Salva is a magician. He is a magical entity. Thus ordered Daruka took command of the Lord's chariot and drove forth. As the chariot entered the battlefield, everyone there, both friends and foe, caught sight of the emblem of Garuda. So, everybody is now watching. Krishna is coming in his chariot. So where do you think this war is happening? Is the war happening on the ground or is it happening in the air or where exactly is happening? So it's a very strange phenomena which is happening. You know from the aircraft they are firing down and from down these people are firing up there. So maybe they had a missile systems. <laughs> so when you say the arrows and all definitely they must have been some sort of a missiles. Because you can't expect a small arrow to travel so many kilometers up into the sky, isn't it? So, when Salva, the master of the decimated army, when Salva, the master of the decimated army, saw Lord Krishna approaching, he hurled his spear at the Lord's charioteer. The spear rolled frighteningly as it flew across the battlefield. Salva's hurtling spear lit up the whole sky like a like a mighty meteor. So naturally, he is hurling the spear from up in space. So when he is hurling, it is definitely a missile, isn't it? A missile which is coming down very... So it looks like a meteor. Why does it look like a meteor? Anything which is entering the atmosphere, doesn't it look like with hmm, the burning which happens when, they, when you do an atmospheric entry? But Lord Savar, he tore the, tore the great weapon 
into hundreds of pieces with his arrow. Again another visual where Krishna with his arrow is able to deflect that weapon. Lord Krishna then pierced Sarva with 16 arrows and struck the Sarva airship with a deluge of arrows as it darted across the sky. Firing his arrows, the Lord appeared like the sun flooding the heaven with its rays. Salva then managed to strike Lord Krishna's left arm, which held his bro Shranga, and amazingly Shranga fell out of his hand. Those who witnessed this all cried out in dismay. Then the master of Sauba roared loudly and addressed Lord Janardhana. Now, you may say, how is it possible that Krishna is getting defeated over here? His, his bow has fallen down. <laughs> Doesn't it sound very strange? There is always some something involved in these actions. And what is that action? Is the depth of the knowledge that we have to go to, to understand why is it so. It's like yesterday when we were doing the chapter where he allows a certain things to happen like Duryodhan falling inside that water. It's not that somebody is not there to caution him and say hey, don't go over there, there is water over here, you may fall down. At least we have some notices put up, you know. Suppose when, he, uh, when you are walking somewhere and there is an open manhole cover, naturally there is a notice saying that open cover don't walk over there. <laughs> so, as far as even, you know, Duryodhan is concerned, definitely somebody should have warned him. This is what we think. But the part which is meant to happen, is anyway meant to happen. Because that is how destiny is laid out. Destiny is laid out that if the person has to fall inside that manhole, he will fall, come whatever may. Don't bother about it. He is supposed to fall, he is supposed to fall. Uh, yesterday I was asked one question. Okay, then what happens to people like us? So the answer was this, that actually I didn't write the entire answer in my update. I just wrote it by giving one last line that a guru teaches you what you are supposed to do. Exactly what happens over there is when you have surrendered yourself to the guru, the guru takes charge of that karma. He allows that karma to incur and it happens. It happens. Suppose you are supposed to meet with a small accident, an accident it will be a small accident, not a big one. So he cushions that accident and he cushions that fall and he takes care of it in such a way that you do not get unduly disturbed or hurt because of that. That happens. Or in very, very extreme cases, there are certain measures that need to be taken. The measures are very, very unique in, in nature. To give you an example, now let us say you are supposed to have a particular kind of a plague. You know, a plague. Now suppose you are supposed to have a particular kind of a plague. Now the plague is a very dangerous disease, you should know this. Now, the Lord or your Guru is able to stave it off by putting in something in the picture. 
so there is a standby there is a particular entity who has to do it for you it's like a deflection somebody has to come in the middle now let us say the bullet is fired at you somebody enters the picture and that bullet hits that person i am sure you know in the films you have seen superman will come in the middle and he will <laughs> take all the bullets <laughs> so that superman is the one that is introduced in the picture so this effect is in done is undone by an external agency one example is in one of these very beautiful books of swami rama there is this lady who is lying in the hospital now she is suffering from a very deadly disease now this particular disease is not allowing her to live for a very long time she might be dead very few days so she calls her guru and she says please come and visit me because she is unable to get up from the bed so the guru comes over there sits with her for some time holding her hand and speaking to her nicely now along with the guru there are two other people who have come with him now it so happens that swami rama goes outside and then he catches hold of one tree and he touches the tree and he says i'm very sorry but you will have to accept this and he goes away from there the few days later these two devotees of his visit the hospital they come to know that the woman has become all right and she has gone home she had buboes she had some very big boils on her body which are no longer there so they come and ask swami rama what happened so swami rama explains to them that i transferred them from her to my body and from my body i transferred it to the tree over there so they go to see the tree over there the tree has completely died it's dead and it had those nodules on the body on the on the you know on the tree itself so what how was he able to take out that thing from one place and put it in another place there are two more examples which i can give you in one of the cases where there is a small boy who is suffering from this bubonic plague and sai baba touches this boy and later on he he opens his body like this to show those bubbles inside his body they are here this is one more example and the third example is one day while sai baba is talking to some people he suddenly thrusts his hand in the dhuni dhuni is the wire place which is there in front and people are wondering why is baba doing like this and somebody is trying to pull his hand out and they pull his hand out his hand is completely burnt so they ask him what happened so he said there is an iron smith huh? there is a blacksmith somewhere now his child had fallen into the fire so i was just trying to shield the child 
Now here, right in front of Baba, there is no child and yet when he puts his hand in the dhuni, there is somewhere the actions are transferred. So, the karma can be transferred or can be taken in by the Guru as well. You should know this. Ramakrishna Paramahansa suffered very miserably because of his devotees. Whatever they were doing, he was taking it on on his own body. So they accept that as they should know, the, the devotees should not suffer and that is the reason how they can take it on themselves. So this is how the Prarabdha Karma can sometimes be not terminated but transferred to another person. So the Guru is gracious enough to take the karma or sometimes when the when it cannot be taken he can transfer it out into the system. But most of the time it doesn't get transferred it is that he takes it on himself. So that was the answer to the yesterday's entire you know that update that was there. The bottom portion I had not written this portion so I think I have given you the explanation. So when Salva hits the Lord, the Lord drops that his Dhanusha. Those who witnessed this all cried out in dismay. Then the master of Sauva roared loudly and addressed the Lord Janardana. Salva said, You fool! Because in your presence you kidnapped the bride of my our friend Shishubal, your own cousin, and because you later murdered him in the sacred assembly while he was inattentive, Today with my sharp arrow, I will send you to the land of no return. Though you think yourself invincible, I will kill you now if you dare stand before me. This is Ahankara, this is the ego which Salva is pulling out from his system and he is saying this to the Lord. Now you cannot do this kind of a thing. The Supreme Lord said, O Dalad, you boast in vain since you fail to see death standing near you. Real heroes do not talk much, but rather show their prowess in action. This is the line which I have always told you all time and again. Don't talk too much. Maybe talking is a teacher's job. <laughs> you know, it could be my job. But you should not talk too much. Don't waste your breath over unnecessary sentences. Oh, I will do this. Oh, I can do that. Oh, this is possible for me. Don't waste your breath. Do it and show. It is important to do the action and continue in your life. Don't just, you know, give away hot air. Having said this, the furious Lord swung his club with frightening power and speed and hit Salva on the collarbone making him tremble and vomit blood. But as soon as Lord Achyuta withdrew his club, Salva disappeared from sight and a moment later a man approached the Lord. Bowing his head down to him, he announced, Devaki has sent me and sobbing spoke the following words. The man said, O Krishna Krishna, mighty armed one, who are so affectionate to your parents? Salva has seized your father and taken him away as a butcher leads an animal to slaughter. So there is a diversion over there. Suddenly Salva has disappeared from there and there is another person who comes over there and tells Krishna 
that somebody has taken his parents away. When he heard this disturbing news, Lord Krishna, who was playing the role of a mortal man, showed sorrow and compassion. And out of love for his parents, he spoke the following words like an ordinary conditioned soul. Now, Sri Krishna is the Lord Almighty. Now, why should he be crying? Why should he be saying something? Think about it like this. The Lord is doing something. He is showing emotions. He is showing compassion and sorrow also. He is going to show how bad he is going to feel. Like a normal human being, like an ordinary conditioned soul. The Lord is play acting over there. Many a times he has to do this because human beings don't understand the truth. So what does he do? He play acts and he says, Oh, I am an ordinary person. I don't know what I am supposed to do. After Govinda spoke those words, the master of Soba again appeared, apparently leading Vasudev before the Lord. Salva then spoke as follows. So, oh sorry, I missed one line. So like a conditioned soul, how does Krishna speak? Lord Krishna said, Balram is ever vigilant and no demigod or demon can defeat him. So how could this insignificant Salva defeat him and abduct my father? Indeed, fate is all powerful. <laughs> just now only we spoke about the fate. Isn't it? We were just now telling, I was just now telling you about destiny. Now Krishna is behaving like as if you know there is destiny for everybody. You should know the Lord can override the whole thing if need be. But the destiny. So Krishna is showing concern and he says, Oh my God, what has happened? My brother was not able to save my mother and father. This is so terrible. <laughs> Imagine that. So he is saying like this. So then what happens? After Govinda spoke these words, the master of Sabha again appeared, apparently leading Vasudev before the Lord. Salva then spoke as follows. Salva said, Here is your dear father who begot you and for whose sake you are living in this world. I shall now kill him before your very eyes. Save him if you can. Weakling? Doesn't it sound like a filmy dialogue? You know, you will find the villain takes the girl, you know, and he then threatens the hero. Huh? Or maybe he takes his parents and says, Ab marunga, tum You know, a villain is always saying this kind of dialogue. So here, Salva is saying the same dialogue into him, to Krishna. After he had mocked the Lord in this way, the magician Salva appeared to cut off Vasudev's head with his sword. Taking the head with him, he entered the Sauba vehicle which was hovering in the sky. So, there is another action which happens. By nature, Lord Krishna is full of knowledge and he possesses unlimited power of perception. Now, it's not that the Lord has absolutely no, he is not a, a person who doesn't do anything. He is a person who has got absolute you know, knowledge about everything. He also knows the future, isn't it? So here, yet for a moment out of great affection for the loved ones, he remained absorbed in the mood of an ordinary human being. He soon recalled, however, that his was all demonic illusions engineered by Maya Danav and employed by Salva. So the aircraft has been built by Maya Danav. Hmm? Just like Indraprasth was built by Maya Danav, this is also Maya Danav's job only. So the Lord, actually he has an idea, 
that it is his own creation only but yet at that point in time he feels oh my god my parents are over there what am i to do <laughs> now alert to the actual situation lord achyuta saw before him now on the battlefield neither the messenger nor his father's body it was as if he had been awakened from a dream seeing his enemy flying above him in the soba plain the lord then prepared to kill him so why this kind of a diversion you are sure to ask you know why this kind of a diversion please remember this these are situations in our life which appear very real to us so the one inside us makes you feel oh this is a dangerous situation you see you have to be careful and later on you may understand those who are on the spiritual path know this very well that this is only a creation of maya maya creates this kind of a situation now let us say a couple of situations i shall give you now let us say you have lost your job now who is the one who gets affected you are supposed to be getting affected but on the other side the parents seem lot concerned the friends say oh my god you have lost your job i'm very sorry to hear that and they say that okay we'll try to find you one let us see you know you should get a job this is a play of maya this is a situation if you are in the spiritual you will know this is just a diversionary tactic of maya anyway there will be something there in the future don't worry about all these situations or somebody falls very sick and they think you know oh this is something terrible which has happened don't worry this is just a, a situation it's just there you have to just overcome the mind overcome this maya inside of you overcome it and get out of it or in another situation where you know somebody now say for example we have youngsters with us and the parents threaten them you have to get married they bring very beautiful girls and keep them in front of them and say oh see this is a beautiful girl okay they are doing this they are doing that and we are we are we'll have a wedding for a moment you can suddenly fall off from there is possible of course everybody can fall so this can also happen then later on you realize this is maya talking can i not get out of this so the god inside of us tells us don't listen to all this nonsense this is just an illusion get out of it so the lord understands the situation and he is then prepared for the battle such is the account given by some sages oh wise king but those who speak in the illogical way are contradicting themselves having forgotten their own previous statements how can lamentation bewilderment material affection or fear all born out of ignorance be ascribed to the supreme lord whose perception knowledge and power are similarly infinite some sages say oh the lord got bewildered and he got upset and he was worried his parents are being the father's head is getting cut off oh my god this is terrible and those who are in the know of the truth what do they say why should the lord get into all this thing how can lamentation 
bewilderment, material affection, or fear. All these are born out of the very very common thing in this world, which is called ignorance. So you are ascribing the Lord with ignorance. That is not a done thing. So at that point in time, you have to be careful what you speak. He is ascribed with infinite powers, which are like perception, knowledge, power. All these are infinite in him, isn't it? He's got a very great ability to do all these things. By virtue of self-realization, fortified by service rendered to his feet, devotees of the Lord dispel the bodily contact of life which has bewildered the soul since time immemorial. Thus they, they attain eternal glory in his personal association. How then can that supreme truth, the destination of all gen genuine saints, be subject of illusion? So, this is a line which will tell you, why should a person get deluded? I will come to this line when I come to the end of the chapter. Just now, we will just let it be. While Salva continued to hurl torrents of weapons at him with great force, Lord Krishna, whose prowess never fails, shot his arrows at Salva, wounding him and shattering his armour, bow and crest jewel. Then with his club, the Lord smashed his enemy's Sauba airship, shattered into thousands of pieces. By Lord Krishna's club, the Sauba airship plummeted into the waters. Salva abandoned it, stationed himself on the ground, took up his club and rushed towards Lord Achyuta. As Salva rushed towards him, the Lord shot a bhalla dart and cut off his arms and held the club. Having finally decided to king Salva, Krishna then raised his Sudarshan disc weapon, which resembled the sun at the time of universal annihilation. The brilliantly shining Lord appeared like an easternmost mountain bearing the rising sun. So, after he has injured Salva. Now is the time for him to kill him. So what does he do? He takes his Sudarshan Chakra and throws it at him. Employing his disc, Lord Hari removed the great magician's head with his earrings and crown just as Purandara had used his thunderbolt to cut off Vrutta's head. Seeing this, all of Salva's followers cried out, Alas, alas! With the sinful Salva now dead, and his Sauba airship destroyed. The heavens resounded with kettle drums played by the group of demigods. Then Dantavakra, wanting to avenge the death of his friend, furiously attacked the Lord. So we have come to the end of the chapter. The chapter in its entirety and the previous chapter sounds very strange to us. Okay? Why this kind of a thing? When Krishna has gone to Indraprastha, at that time, a lot of things are happening over here. Some enemies come up. This is an example now which I am going to give you. It's, it's live in us as well. Whose story is this all about? This is our story. You see, when the Lord within us is gone away, means what? It's covered. It's covered. He is in Indraprastha. At that point in time, there is a demon called Salva with his associate called Dyoman who comes and they fight and they want to capture this kingdom of Dwarka. 
how does this correlate to us? Who is the one who fights? Remember, there is a son called Pradyuman. Who is fighting this particular entity called Salva? And he has to first kill another person called Dyuman. Okay? Pradyuman is the son of Krishna and his first wife. Right? Rukmini, their son. Pradyumna means extreme might. Lot of might. You see, when we have knowledge, when we have the Lord with us, we have gathered a whole lot of knowledge within us. Alright? And we become stronger and stronger and stronger. We rise in our careers, in our lives, doing things and we don't stop anywhere. And we keep on doing them and rising in our career or in our life. So in our life what happens is, now we have finished our graduation, then we have done our engineering or maybe our management degrees and we have joined some institute, I mean some some, uh, company and so on and so forth and we have rising in your in our careers or in our lives things are happening we started a business and the business is going on well as the progress happens as you grow in your company as your progress is happening your might is increasing suddenly the same thing which causes our might to increase there is a small pin which pricks us Tiny incidents in our life happen. Now these incidents are diversionary techniques, tactics of the Lord. These incidences could be, there is a major problem in the company hmm? or in your personal life, something really happens where the track changes and who is this person who is coming in your life? He is a very powerful man, by the way. His name is Salva, isn't it? And he has come with his celestial aircraft, Saubha. Correct? That Saubha is a gift from Shivji. A certain change has to be brought about in our life. Maybe the company closes down. Maybe you get into some trouble. Maybe there is a very big issue in your personal life. Maybe you get transferred out somewhere. Or the person that you may be dependent on disappears from your life. Anything can happen. This is a great diversion that happens in our life. So what happens? We become upset. The might of the warrior. We are always fighting, you know, fighting, 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 fighting in our life. And we have come up so well and suddenly this one instance brings the entire thing down. And petty officers like Duman are able to pull us down. It's not Salva who is doing it, it is Duman. He hits out at Pradyuman. Our might is destroyed. And then Salva 
is that great problem which has occurred. What is the great problem? Like I told you, you have either shifted out of the company, the company has closed down, so many things which I gave you, you know. Or somebody is dead in your house, maybe your husband is dead, maybe the wife dies or something like that happens. It's a major issue that happens. That immediately brings the God within us, that is fear, the factors which were described being the normal human being. So I'm sure you saw the factors which were covered by ignorance. And what are those covered by ignorance? Over here it is mentioned lamentation, bewilderment, material affection of fear or fear. All these four factors come into the play. Lamentation. Ab mein kya karega? Mera life khatam ho gaya. I don't know what I am going to do. I have lost my job. I have lost my parent. I have lost this thing. I am no longer staying in this country. I have to go somewhere. You know all these things, these instances, they happen. And then the thought process happens. What is going to happen to my parents? What is going to happen to my children? What is going to happen to my wife? How am I? How are we going to earn? What is going to happen? You know, this kind of lamentation happens. A man starts becoming very, very weak. He's bewildered. He's bewildered because every day the situation is brought in front of him. Oh, poor thing, you lost your job. Oh, poor thing, you lost your husband. Oh, I'm so sorry to know this has happened. Oh, poor thing, this you're going here. Oh, you have lost all your money. There are people who will come and talk this nonsense to you. So, bewilderment can be very, very fast. It can come right in front of your nose and stand there and say, Oh, see, you are bewildered now. Material affection, definitely. Materially also you get affected. Your house, your personal finances, so on and so forth. Are they not getting affected? Suppose you lose your job, tomorrow you will say, What do you mean by thode se isme chala lega? So you are having, you know, martyr giri karra hai, martyr. Martyr samasthe hai? Martyr nahi banna. And fear, fear comes in. <gasps> oh my God, now what's going to happen? Don't worry. Your nature is the Lord's, Lord is within you. Krishna stays within you. How can these things affect you? So, what is it that the Lord is there for? The Lord within us tells us, why are you bothered? Sir, your future has been drawn already. You are going to progress. Things are going to happen. Everything is going to be straightened out. This is just a hiccup. It's not a big deal. Don't make it a big deal. So, how can you ascribe that to the Lord? The Lord within us. Because the Lord has perception. Perception means He is able to perceive what is there in future. He has got the full knowledge. He has absolute knowledge about things. He is the power. He is absolutely infinite. And what makes you think that nothing can happen? The world is an oyster. Don't worry about it. Things are going to work out. Give the Lord within you the power to kill this demon and destroy that 
aircraft of his. The moment you destroy this illusion, you will be out of it. So don't be deluded. Got it? This chapter is talking about that. Now, once this particular demon is killed, we have other demons who are going to raise their head. What are those demons? Dantavakra, Vidurata and Romaharshana. Simple examples. You will bring on yourself just by means of psychological impact. What happens to you? Oh my God, I'm falling sick. I've got blood pressure. I've got this. I've got that. You know how much of Natak we do? You have lost money or you have lost somebody in life and immediately after that the person says Oh my God, I've got blood pressure. You know, I don't think, I don't think I'll also live. I will also die. These kind of nonsensical thoughts keep on coming in our minds. These are minor things. The change has happened, does not matter. Why are we not able to face these small demons then? Just a toothache like, you know, it's, it's like a toothache. Like a toothache. What happens when you have a toothache? You can take a medicine. You can feel the, you can do a feeling or you can remove your teeth, isn't it? Are you going to die? No, you're not going to die. Nothing is going to happen. Only a teeth has got spoiled. Okay, fine. Remove it out. Or go and get it cleaned or do something about it. Danta Vakra. Danta. Vakra. Vakra is bent. Dant. Teeth. Somebody has smashed your teeth over here. So it's got bent. So these examples will tell you these major things is finished. Salva is dead. All these minor things is coming after that. After that means what? Now let us say you might have taken a job. Now in the new job you may say you know oh my god I am getting pressurized because you know in the previous company I was doing this in this company I am doing something else. Come on it's your job go learn it. Do something about it. That is the idea. Suppose you had a wife or a husband before and now that person is not there. So, what is the big deal in that? You can lead your life. There is nothing wrong with it. You have something to do. And don't keep on giving yourself this, you know, okay, I can't live, I can't do this. These are nonsensical examples which a person gives. So, we will do this chapter. It's a small chapter. I will just read it through. So, the chapter 78, the killing of Dantavakra, Viduratha and Romaharshana. Roma Harshana oh, means what? You know, our hair stand at end, isn't it? Something like that. <laughs> we feel scared by certain stupid things. So Sukhdev Goswami said, acting out of friendship for Shishupal, Salva, and Purandaka, Pondraka, who had all passed on the next world, the wicked Dantavakra appeared in the battlefield like a great rage. O king, all alone on foot and wielding a club in his hand, the mighty warrior shook the earth with his footstep. Seeing Dantavakra approach, Lord Krishna quickly picked up his club, jumped down on his chariot and stopped his advancing opponent just as the shore pulls back the ocean. It's an easy thing. Allow the Lord within you to overcome this kind of enemies. Raising his club, the reckless king of Karusa said to Lord Makunda, What luck, what luck! 
to have you come before me today? You are our maternal cousin, Krishna, but you committed violence against my friends and now you want to kill me also? Therefore, fool, I will kill you with my thunderbolt club. Then, O oh, unintelligent one, I, who am obliged to my friends, will have repaid my debt to them by killing you. My en enemy disguised as a relative, who are like a disease within my body. Disease within my body. There are hints all over the place. Thus trying to harass Lord Krishna with harsh words, as one might prick an elephant with a sharp goad. Dantavakra struck the Lord on the head with his club and roared like a lion. Although hit by Dantavakra's club, Lord Krishna, the deliverer of the Yadus, did not budge from his place on the battlefield. Rather, with a massive Komodiki club, the Lord struck Dantavakra in the middle of his chest. It's an easy thing to do, please know this. Overcoming minor issues, that kind of a disease, or this or that, you know, unnecessarily that you keep on bringing on yourself, can be just thrown out of your system. Overcome them, like this. His heart shattered by the club's blows, blow, Dantavakra vomited blood and fell lifeless onto the ground, his hair dishevelled and the arms and the legs sprawling. A most subtle and wondrous spark of light then rose from the demon's body and entered Lord Krishna, while everyone looked on, O King, just when Shishupal was killed. But when Dantavakra's brother, Viduratha, immersed his sorrow over his brother's death, came forward, breathing heavily, sword and shield in hand, he also wanted to kill the Lord. O best of kings, as Viduratha fell upon him, Lord Krishna used his razor's edge Sudarshan disc to remove his head complete with his helmet and the earrings. The Lord is there, he just one after the other, he is willing to kill, tuck, 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 all the enemies are getting killed. See, having thus destroyed Salva and his Sauba airship, along with Dantavakra and his younger brother, all of whom were invincible before any other opponent, the Lord was praised by demigods, human beings, great sages like Siddhas, Gandharvas, Vidyadharas, Mah Mahoragras, and also by Apsaras, Pitas, Yakshas, Kinnaras and Charanas, as they sang his glory and showered him with flowers. The Supreme Lord entered his festively decorated city, capital city in the company of the most eminent Rishnis. Thus Lord Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the master of all mystic power and lord of the universe is ever victorious. Only those of beastly vision think he sometimes suffers defeat. This is an important line again. We think the lord is defeated. The lord within us is defeated. We think that we have lost everything. Sometimes we feel miserable. Sometimes we want to act like martyrs and say, Oh my god, I lost everything. Don't worry, there is nothing lose. You are not losing anything. Don't even bother about it. You will rise. The Lord within you will rise. Everything will happen the way it is supposed to happen. So, Lord Balram then heard the Kurus were preparing the war with the Pandavas. Being neutral, he departed on the pretext of going to bathe in the holy place. Now, we have now finished the chapter about the Lord, whatever that he was supposed to do with all these demons, that is over. Now we come on to the other side. The other side is Lord Balram. What is he doing? Lord Balram then heard that the Kurus were preparing for war with Pandavas. Being neutral, he departed on the pretext of going to bathe in holy place. Remember the last episode where Duryodhan is insulted. He goes away. 
uh, he gets ready for a battle now at that time balram is also staying in indraprast balram doesn't want to get involved in any of these things so he says i will go somewhere else so he says i will go to the holy places after bathing at prabhasa and honoring the demigods sages forefathers and prominent human beings he went into the company of brahmanas to the portion of saraswati that flows westwards into the sea now everybody is thinking you know there is a third river ganga yamuna and saraswati saraswati is supposed to be the hidden river correct we have all thought that the river is not there at all recently there was something which has happened in rajasthan and gujarat northern part of gujarat and part of rajasthan the whole of india is not having water but this is a region which has water and they find water in the sand not they don't even have to go deeper in less than 3 and 4 feet people from army that is army men they are digging in the sand and they are finding water over there this is the hidden saraswati river which is flowing towards the west west of india they found this water everywhere and the villagers have been using this water since time immemorial and nobody knows about it these are those oases in the desert and they are found at the feet of 3 or 4 feet you know 3 4 feet levels so this is saraswati so balram is going over there lord balram visited the broad bindusaras lake titakupa sudarshana vishala brahmatirtha chakratirtha and eastward flowing saraswati he also went to all the holy places along the yamuna and the ganga oh bharat and then he came to the naimisha forest the great sages were performing an elaborate sacrifice so now he is again traversing across india he is going to his holy places remember he is with the brahmanas and the brahmanas what they do they travel from one temple to another to another to another to another they keep on traveling like this so he is going along with them he doesn't want to take part in any ceremony anywhere he doesn't want to take part any in any fight balram is a person who just goes along recognizing the lord upon his arrival the sages who had been engaged in the sacrificial ritual for a long time greeted him properly by standing up bowing down and worshiping him some places he is recognized as balram after being thus worshiped along with his entourage the lord accepted a seat of honor then he noticed that the rom harshana vyasdev's disciple had remained seated now he meets this in naimisha forest naimisha forest vyas muni is over there now vyas muni and everybody is performing different kinds of activities you know rituals when they see lord balram coming over there everybody gets up and wishes him except this one person called romaharshana lord balram became extremely angry upon seeing how this member of the suta caste had failed to stand up bow down or join his palm and also how he was sitting above all the learned brahmanas so balram sees this one person misbehaving over there lord balram said because this fool born from an improper ma- mixed marriage sits above all the brahmanas and even above me the protector of the religion he deserves to die now respect has to be given 
Now Balram is the Adishesh. Remember this. Balram is Adishesh. And respect needs to be given. And at that point in time, respect was not shown. So Balram says this person needs to die. Although he is a disciple of the divine sage Vyas and had thoroughly learned about many scriptures from him, including the law books of religious duties and the epic histories and Puranas. All this study has not produced good qualities in him. Rather, his study of the scriptures is like an actor studying his part, for he is not self-controlled or humble and vainly presumes himself a scholarly authority, though he has failed to conquer his own mind. Uh, this line is very, very important to us nowadays. There are lots of people in this world who they might have learned the scriptures, they talk very nicely and all that, but they are just doing play acting. They are acting out a part. They are not really sincere about what they have learned. At such point in time, such type of people, you know, there are lots of our, now he's talking about a good actor. An actor studying the part, is playing out the part. So in our life also, we have these kind of great actors. For the show of others, they will do a lot of things. They will say, oh, now we have to do this, now we have to do that, this prayer has to be done, we have to go here, we have to do these pilgrimages. For the heck of it, they will say. Why? Because they are just play acting. The very purpose of my descent into this world is to kill such hypocrites who pretend to be religious. Indeed, they are the most sinful rascals. Sukhdev Goswami continued, Although Lord Balrama had stopped killing the impious, Romaharshana's death was inevitable. Thus having spoken, the Lord killed him by picking up a blade of kusa grass and touching him with his stick. All the sages cried out, Alas, alas, in great distress. They told Lord Shankarshana, O Master, you have committed a religious act. O favorite of the Yadus, we gave him the spirit of the spiritual master and promised him long life and freedom from physical pain for as long as this sacrifice continues. So the rest of the sages over there are bewildered. They are saying, how can you kill this person? They are saying, we have blessed him with a long life because he was doing all these kind of things over here. He was telling us how to do the pujas. He was a part of our whole system over here. He was getting and doing things, everything possible over here. Why did you kill him? You have unknowingly killed a Brahmana. Of course, even the injunctions of the revealed scriptures cannot dictate to you, the Lord, of all the mystic powers. But if by your own free will, you nonetheless carry out the prescribed purification of this slaying of a Brahmana or purifier of the whole world. People in general will greatly benefit from your example. So they say to the Lord Shankarshana or Balram that you, know, you have done some grave mistake. Now you need to do some sort of chit for it and you better do it otherwise the whole world is not going to listen to you. O sages, just say the word and by my mystic power I shall restore everything you promised him. Long life, strength and sensory power. Sorry, I missed out one line. The personality of God had said. So at that point when all these sages are talking back at Shankarshana and Balrama, Balrama says to them, I will certainly perform the atonement of this killing. Since I wish to show compassion to the people in general, please therefore prescribe for me whatever rituals are to be done first. So you please tell me what rituals you want me to do. I shall do that. O sages, just say the word, and by my mystic power, I shall restore everything you promised him, long life, strength and sensory power. And later on, I will bring him back to life and I will give him whatever that you wish to. The sages say, please see to it, O Rama, that your power 
that your power and that of your kusa weapon as well as your promise and Romaharshana's death all remain intact. The Supreme Lord said, The Vedas instruct us that one's own self takes birth again as one's son. Thus let Romaharshana's son become the speaker, become the speaker of the Puranas and let him be endowed with his long life, sense, strong sense and stamina. Please tell me your desire, O best of sages, I shall certainly fulfill it. And O wise soul, please carefully determine my proper atonement since I do not know what it might be. The sages said, A fearsome demon named Balwala, the son of Ilwala, comes here every new moon day and contaminates our sacrifice. So now they are giving him one action, you know, that he is supposed to do that. So what is the atonement? There is one demon coming over here, you better kill him. <laughs> so there is a demon named Balwala, the son of Ilwala, who comes over here every moon day, every new moon day and contaminates our sacrifice. Who descendant of Dashara, please kill this sinful demon who pours down pus, blood, fishes, urine, wine and meat upon us. This is the best service you can do for us. Thereafter, for 12 months, you should circumambulate the land of Bharata in the mood of serious meditation, executing austerities and bathing at various holy pilgrimage sites. In this way, you will become purified. So, <laughs> so they have given him how he can get rid of all these problems that he is creating by killing this particular person, Romaharshana, with a simple kusa grass or in a pointed thing, an arrow. And now Balram is supposed to do this kind of acts. So we shall do that next time when we meet. Now I am going to stop over here because we have reached the end of our <laughs> one hour. Alright. So I shall stop and next time when we begin, I will give you the story of Balram and what exactly happens over there. Alright. So I will see you all next time. You can stop.